Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. When we think of our Savior coming and the whole world depending on the Savior, we don't think of a child. Yet the gift here is that this is the opposite of what our culture tells us to expect. It isn't the champion, the biggest and strongest, the most combative or articulate, or the wealthiest. On the contrary, Scripture tells us that in our weakness we find God. So let us look in other unexpected places and know that God will be with us there too. This Christmas Eve, we hear from Pastor Bryce Blank, who shares the story of the birth of Jesus from Luke chapter 2. He challenges us to be on the lookout for places and instances of inconvenient and unexpected encounters with God. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. Well, uh... During the Christmas season, I'm sure a few of you are experiencing uh, the excitement or maybe the joy of having guests over for the holidays. <laughs> and if you aren't experiencing that this year, maybe because of the weather, maybe it messed up your plans. But even if you aren't this year, you probably have experienced it before. The feeling of and the preparation that goes into having guests over for Christmas or for the holidays. Or maybe it's just guests over at any other time. Um, whatever the case, you're probably excited as you await the coming of these guests. Um, and if you're like me, maybe there's a bit of worriedness, maybe concern, uh, maybe even panic at the idea of people actually coming over to your house uh, or to your home. All the things that you have to get ready for them to come over. All the places you have to clean and things you have to put away, maybe. I remember when I was younger, my mom would always tell us kids to, you know, clean your room and tidy up the house when, when, when company was coming over. And I never really understood that. I always thought, well, why, why is that the case? Why do we have to make our home look super clean? I mean, it's not like it's that way any other time. And it's not like everybody else has super clean houses all the time. Maybe you do, but I feel like that's probably a minority there. Um, and so I just thought that was always really weird that we had to have our house looking spotless before anybody could walk through the door. Um, Now, as an adult, I kind of understand that feeling a little bit better, uh, that that feeling of expectation that you have, that you want your place to look really nice when guests are coming over. Um, And we definitely don't want our guests to feel like we are slobs, right? So we don't want to leave stuff laying out. Uh, We don't want our clothes to be all over the place. The place to look like a mess. We don't want people to think that this is the way we actually live, right? And I don't know about you, but for me, I always like, I'm really focused in when I'm cleaning on the smallest of details that I think my guests are going to notice, right? Oh my gosh, that rug is just perfectly centered in the room. Those towels, perfectly folded, and you know, like, right when you have the, uh, you're washing your hands and you have the spout and there's that little shiny part sometimes, oh, it's perfectly clean. I can see my reflection in it. Like, those are the comments I some reason expect I'm going to get, but I have never received. And maybe that's the same way for you. That There's just those little things you think someone's going to comment on. It's so nice. But in reality, I don't think anybody really notices. Um, and so... I tend to think that we overly um, are worried about the mess that people are going to see. But the truth is that our life is not always super clean. It's not always organized, um, even if we want to present it as being perfect all the time. 
Um, instead, our homes, like our lives, or sorry, our lives, like our homes, are always a little bit messy. And that people don't always interact with us alone when we have everything perfect and figured out. The reality is that people enter into our mess, just like our homes, they enter into the mess of our lives. Now, when I look around the world, I kind of think sometimes it's a bit of a mess. Uh, globally, we are actually in one of the most peaceful times in our history. Yet, however that being the case, there are 27 major worldwide conflicts going on right now, which result in violence daily. And most recently in the United States, we've probably been following the uh, ongoing war between Ukraine and Russia. Every day, lives are being lost as humanity all over the world turns on itself for one reason or another. And when you look around the mess, when I look around the mess of our world, I kind of wonder, well, where is God? Is God present in the mess of our world? And sometimes it doesn't feel like God is with us. And nationally, in our country, the United States, we live in a country that also feels a little bit messy. It's a little bit divided. We've gone through yet another election cycle where candidates have torn each other apart for one reason or another. And it feels like tensions are growing. When I look around at the mess of our nation at times, I wonder, where is God? Is God present in the mess of our nation? Sometimes it doesn't feel like it. What about here in our own communities, here in Watertown and the surrounding areas? We have all kinds of sicknesses going on, right? We have RSV, we have COVID, we have influenza, we have flu. We have all these things spreading around all the time. We have, while expected, still a crazy amount of weather happening around here, whether it's the extreme cold or the high winds or the copious amounts of snow. But it seems like sometimes when I look around at all the dysfunctional things going on, where is God in our own community? Where is God? And sometimes it feels like God isn't with us. And maybe personally, for the busyness that makes this time of year especially hard, the higher expectations and the added details that you have to navigate during this Christmas time, maybe you are feeling like it's a bit of a mess, like you're personally a bit messy. Maybe there's so many pieces that you have to juggle just to get to this night, just to get to Christmas tomorrow, that you're completely exhausted. The Christmas season may be tough for you this year, whether it's a difficult diagnosis or maybe there's a newly empty seat at the dinner table to remind you of who you've lost or what you've lost over this last year. Maybe it's the cold weather that's kept that sunlight away, that's, that's, that's brought out your anxieties, your fears, and maybe your mental state is not quite where you want it to be. Often it feels like personally that in order for, God, for us to let God in, in order to take care and control of our faith life, we have to have everything figured out. We have to have all of our ducks in a row, and our messy house has to be cleaned up so that God won't judge us too harshly or give up on us. We have to wait until it's convenient timing before we truly seek God and the truths that Jesus shares to us. When our lives don't get any easier, we then continue to push off God and the work of following God 
until maybe just a more comfortable time when we're, we have things more figured out, where we're ready to relinquish control. And in the mess of our personal lives, sometimes it feels like God isn't present. When we look around at all the things we are personally trying to struggle with, we wonder, where is God? Like the company coming over to our house, the mess that we live in motivates us sometimes then to keep our doors closed. We don't want anyone to see what's really going on inside. We don't want the outsiders in, the uncomfortableness in. We don't want the work of God. We don't let the work of God into our lives and the love that Jesus has for the world. And we think that maybe Jesus only comes to those places that are neat and tidy and perfect and that it has to look like this beautiful picture that we paint around Christmas time. However, when we read the Christmas story as we have done before this, we see that it tells a little bit different story. The story of Jesus' birth tells that God doesn't just work when our lives are perfectly put together, when they're tidy and unmessy, but rather, actually, Jesus almost comes at the most inconvenient time and the most inconvenient time possible for those in our story. That little baby Jesus was born in this little town of Bethlehem at one of the most inconvenient and messy times to even be born. When we read the story, we think about how perfect and nice it is, right? How all these pieces are put together. But really, we look at how bad the timing is for everyone involved in this story. So I invite you to hold on, maybe grab your mop, um, because this story is actually a little bit messier when we look at it. So first, let's look at Mary and Joseph, right? They're engaged to be married. But Mary finds out, Joseph finds out, that they're going to have a baby before their wedding. And so I know that God wants to perform a miracle, but couldn't he have at least waited until after their wedding so it'd be a little less socially awkward for them as they try to navigate? How about the fact that Mary had to have Jesus born in a stable? I'm sure that they had a nice place as all of us get ready for, for our own babies to come. We, get, we have a nice place prepared at home. I'm sure Mary and Joseph had a nice place at home prepared for Jesus, but, but God waited for Jesus to come until after they were traveling because they had to go somewhere else for a census, right? So that's actually the most inconvenient time for Mary to have had her baby. Instead of being at home, she's literally away with nowhere else to go and has to have a baby in a stable. Now, what about the shepherds who are out in their fields? The shepherd's main job is to watch over the flocks of sheep. And this means that they specifically have to be most vigilant at night to protect the sheep from the wolves. However, we read that the shepherds are visited at night by the angel and told to go seek out Jesus. So basically, if you're a shepherd, you just clocked in for the night, and then an angel comes, delivered by God, and says, hey, actually, thank you for being clocked in, but I know this is really bad timing, but I need you to go now and leave those sheep behind, right? Super inconvenient. Probably the worst time for those shepherds. Now, what about the wise men or the magi? Of course, they, at this point, are so far away that they actually don't even exist in Luke's gospel. Now, I don't actually know why they aren't in Luke's gospel. It's not because they're just far away and they didn't want to include it. I don't know why they're not included in Luke's gospel. But the Magi or the wise men that we hear about are only included in, Mar in Matthew's gospel. 
But Jesus' birth for them is also super messy. It's super inconvenient because the wise men are told by King Herod to go find Jesus and to kill him when they find him. But instead, they see who he is and they fall before him and they give him gifts. And later they find out that, well, if they go back to King Herod, they're going to get killed. And so for them, this situation couldn't be any messier. Clearly, it would have been much easier, a much less messy situation if Jesus hadn't been the Messiah or if, you know, God hadn't put this bright star signaling that the, the Savior was born in the world. I mean, God could have maybe been a little more subtle announcing Jesus is coming, knowing that he was in danger, right? So either way, maybe this is a little unconventional way to look at the Christmas story, but we see that this story is inconvenient and it's messy for those who are involved in it. And it could have been much cleaner. It could have been perfect. Mary and Joseph could have had Jesus safely at home after they had gotten married, not during a census year where they had to travel. The shepherds could have been visited by the angel in the morning where they would have more freedom to leave their flocks in the fields. And the Magi could have been led subtly to Jesus without King Herod finding out or threatening to kill them when they returned. But no, that's not how it went. Jesus entered the mess of the world that these characters lived in. God didn't wait for their house to be squeaky clean, so to speak. Now, our life doesn't have to be perfect. Reality alert, our lives are actually never perfect. We don't have to have all of our ducks in a row because Jesus enters into the mess of our lives. He enters the mess of our personal lives, of our communities, of our nation, and of our world. And he didn't come when it was the most convenient, the easiest. Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus, came into the mess. And Jesus comes to your mess, into our mess. And the reality of the Christmas story is that God, Jesus, is with us. Despite what we may think sometimes or we may feel when we look around us, God is with us and will never leave us. And this is the joy of the Christmas miracle. So instead of thinking we have to have life all figured out, let's accept the miracle of Jesus' birth into a world that was far from perfect, in situations that were far from perfect. Let's accept the miracle of Jesus' birth into our world that is far from perfect because our life is far from perfect. But God is still present regardless and we are made perfect in Christ. So this Christmas, don't worry, maybe it's too late, but don't worry about the cleaning. Let Jesus into the messiness of your home tonight. Invite Jesus to share in your traditions. Welcome him to the supper table, around the Christmas tree, and the gift opening. Jesus was born this night, and he died for all of our sins across all of time. And that is what makes his birth so wonderful. Jesus shows love in the messiness of our lives. That night, Jesus was born. God was with us in the messiness of the world. And similarly, this night, God is with us in the messiness of our world. So allow God to work in your lives. Let Jesus in, because God is with us. Will you please pray with me?
wonderful and loving God, you enter into the messiness of our world. And then on the night that Jesus was born, your son came into the world and he entered into the messiness of the world. And he came at an inconvenient time when things were chaotic, much like it might feel for us today. So as we seek you, let us relax. Let us be open to you, knowing that we don't have to have everything put together. That if our world, our nation, our community, and our personal lives are not the way we want them to be, if we question that you are even here, we can rest easy knowing that you are, that you never will leave, and that because of your son, Jesus Christ, we have a love that we can never escape. All this we pray on this wonderful night. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.